Good afternoon and welcome to the channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. The last time for 2023, which is so hard to believe that this year has flown by. And with it, so has the markets. We're going to kind of take a look, folks, at what has happened. Talk about these markets over the past year. Any surprises that may have happened. Also, what new things we need to watch going forward. As we know that there's a lot of things that are changing in this world. And that's going to have an influence on what we see in the markets. So it has become a tradition with me on this very last uh, final bell of the year to talk with Jeff Peterson. Jeff, of course, is with Heartland Farm Partners. And Jeff, I think this is probably the third or fourth year that we have talked on that final day of the marketing year. So I, I like this tradition thing we got going on. Yeah, I do. It's it's always fun as we get in this time of year, just a, a chance to look back and reflect upon what we've seen in the markets and learn from those things and and prepare us as we go into that next year. So I, I do like this time also. Susan. So having said that, what do you see and what's good word or how would you describe what we saw in both the corn and the soybeans this past marketing year? Yeah, if you get me in this last marketing year, a couple words come to mind. I, I couldn't really get it down to this one, but it definitely was a transition year. And and what I mean by a transition year, Susan, if you sit back and look at it, it was a transition year in regard to price because we have much lower prices. We're going to talk about how much lower in just a little bit than we would have a year ago. But it was also a transition year in regard to just overall readjustment of also our production levels. We had a couple, you know, South America had a big crop of soybeans, they had a big crop of, of corn. As a result, they were very competitive on the export side, took a little business away for us from us longer into the year than what we'd normally expect to see. Now, we know this last year, we can't forget, though, that Argentina got hit very hard with dry conditions. As a result, they had about a half a crop from what they had. So we'll have to keep that in mind as we go forward. But back here in the U.S., if we just kind of sum up this year, it's hard to believe planning progress, you know, got off to a really fast start this year because we had really, you know, dry conditions. But we did have uh, on the planted acreage side about 6.3 million more acres of corn got planted than we would have a year ago. And that ended up producing about 1.5 billion bushels of corn. So a lot more corn around than there were, was a year ago. Then we come over on the soybean side. However, soybeans had 3.9 million acres less soybeans planted. And as a result, the production was down about 140 million bushels. And as a result, those changes reverberated their way all through the markets all during the year, Susan. So as we look at that, and, and I think any surprises that you might have seen? I mean, we've talked about things that have happened since harvest time. But as you look overall, anything that's kind of caught your attention? Yeah, there there really has been a, a few things, and and it's really happened really since harvest. I'd say overall is that coming in, I, I really kind of thought we'd continue to see our our yields come down lower, and I and I thought we'd have had a chance to see the corn market run a little bit more than it did, and last longer than it did, and and then over on the on the soybean side, I, I really thought we'd had a bigger run also on the soybean side, and really the reason I thought we'd have had a bigger run higher post-harvest on the soybean side is because of just how hot and dry the conditions had been in South America. So I want to just throw out a couple statistics here. And this is really kind of hard to believe, Susan. As we look at really that time frame from September through now, and the reason we're going back to September is that's when they had had a chance to get this soybean crop started to plant it. As we compare what this time for them in Brazil uh, has been like compared to past years, this is honestly, it's it's been the driest year they've had for planting conditions. As they look at it, they, they have to go clear back to about 1942. Now, 
their record set, uh, you know, as you look at that, that's, that's going back a long, long time, Susan. And, and I thought we'd seen the market take off higher because of that. But what we didn't see happen is we didn't spe- see the speculative traders step in and buy this market a lot higher. If you remember, as we talk about the fund position, that's our best way to kind of track it. They never built a really big, long position or, or bought a lot of soybeans on this run up. And, and that's really kind of surprising. And, and as we look at that, part of what we'd say is we'd say, well, maybe that means that when this thing does roll over, which it will at some point roll over and start heading down some more, maybe that means we don't pull back as much. But but that's a couple surprises, I'd say, we've seen since harvest, Susan. Well, looking at this, I mean, here we are at year end. How do you think corn and soybean markets look at this point? Yeah, so let's just kind of look at that situation overall. Starting off with the fund positions first, um, they're, they're currently just slightly long soybeans, and that's a position they've been kind of gradually getting out of them. They are still short on the corn side, and they're also short on the wheat side. Uh, and when they're short, they're still expecting the market to come down, and, and they're building in that position a little bit bigger. And then over on the, on the soybean side, you know, they're, they're getting out of that. And the market's just trying to figure out what's going to happen on the South American weather. And and what it's trying to figure out is that it's trying to figure out is that the worst conditions behind us, or are we still going to have some worse conditions to come? Because what we know is that we know this market will go ahead and peak at the point in time, not when we know what the smallest yields are, not what we know what the smallest amounts of production are out of South America, but when they think the weather conditions have changed and we're going to start picking up some more precip. Which uh, any sort of precipitation at this point will be good news as we look towards what we're going to see in 2024. Oh, most definitely. From the production side, anything that we can have here in the U.S. And, and it's surprising that our, our location uh, office we have just outside of Minneapolis. This is hard to believe, Susan. And you can appreciate this coming out of Minnesota. Um, had over three inches of rain this past week. And the ground is not frozen, and yep. the sump pumps are still running. And that's just something that you just don't have happen in Minnesota. It's great as a recharge into the soil, but that usually doesn't happen this time of year. Exactly. So now the nervousness begins about when does the big snowstorms hit? Probably during state basketball season. <laughs> You're probably right. And that's just like what it is here in Nebraska as well. Well, stick around, folks. When we come back, we're going to continue this look at the markets. We're going to do some price comparing as well to what we saw December of 22 to December of 23. Also, some factors that we need to watch as we head into the new year. It's the Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. A Best of Both Worlds product portfolio is one of the aspects to look forward to from the new channel brand in 2025. Here's Matt McGuire, new channel dealer from Wisner, Nebraska. With bringing in Fontenelle and Channel together, I think that our portfolios will also be second to none, especially on the corn side. It'll fill holes for both companies that customers may have seen there before, and I think it's just going to uh, make us really rock solid on the corn side. For more, contact your local Channel Seed Pro in Nebraska, Kansas, and Colorado. Welcome back to the Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as our conversation continues on this last trading day of 2023 as Jeff Peterson continues to join us with Heartland Farm Partners. So you and I are talking during the commercial break about some prices. And when you compare December of 22 to December of 23, unfortunately, not the prettiest picture that some would like to see a year later. No, definitely not. And it comes back to kind of that transition we're seeing from the higher prices we had a year ago to the 
lower prices we're having now. And just to kind of take a look at it on the old crop corn sites is in last year, on the same day, it was six dollars and seventy-eight and a half cents. Now currently we're at four seventy-one, so it's two dollars and seven cents higher than it um, that it is this year. And then on the new crops, so looking at the December of two thousand twenty-three, a year ago at this time, it was six dollars and twelve cents. And uh, you right now, you know, the December two thousand twenty-four is five hundred three, so that's a dollar nine higher. And that uh, those big differences continue over on the soybean side on the old crop beans a year ago. March soybeans were at fifteen twenty-four. You know, we're setting at twelve ninety-eight, so two dollars and twenty-six cents a bushel higher last year. And then on a new crop, looking at that November of two thousand twenty-three last year at fourteen sixteen and three quarters compared to twelve forty-six. So that's a dollar seventy-one higher. So that's part of that price transition. Why is that happening? Well, we've got a more abundant supply. Uh, not only in the U.S., but across the world than, than we had a year ago at this time, Susan. You know, Jeff, as we uh, get ready to celebrate and welcome in the new year, we'll have three days uh, of, of quiet market trade with nothing taking place. Come Tuesday, it's a whole new year, a whole new marketing. So what are some things that we need to kind of be factoring in as we move forward? Well, the big thing, I think, we just got to remember all those speculative traders are at. You know, the short corn, short wheat, and just slightly long in the beans. We mentioned that. And what they're going to be really watching going forward is that first thing is going to be watching on the production side. They're going to be looking at South American production. You know, what's the rain going to look like? And it does look like we've got some additional rain showers coming at us. Some weather forecasts are calling from one to three inches. Now, keep in mind, that's not out of the ordinary. This time of year, we'd normally expect to see them, you know, picking up at least two inches a a week, uh, eight to 10 inches a month is not uncommon this time of year. And to kind of put it in perspective, though, Susan, as we go back since September until now in Matagrosso, which would be the largest soybean producing, you know, state within Brazil, you know, they've only picked up about eight inches of rain, maybe eight and a half inches when they normally would have about 20 inches of rain. So they definitely need more moisture, but it does look like there is some more coming. Now, the thing we're going to have to watch a couple weeks out, because we're entering that very critical time uh, in re- on the soybean side where they're, you know, some of the beans are actually already being harvested. Uh, about 1% of the soybeans are harvested. And as we'd expect, those soybean yields are not very good because those got planted early and had a, and they've had extremely hot and dry conditions. Now, the beans that got planted a little bit later, the ones that got planted in October, which on those beans, it's, they've still been hurt, but they could benefit just a little bit by rain. And then the ones that got planted in the November, they definitely could be helped by some rains that come in. We're going to have to watch and see whether or not we, we pick up some additional showers going on down the road. You know, this crop isn't out of the woods by no means yet, but all that talk is about soybeans. But we really have to then start also looking very closely about what's going on with that safrina corn crop. And keep in mind that safrina corn crop, they've got some of that going in the ground already. As soon as those combines harvest those soybeans, they're planting that corn. And we're going to have to watch first on the amount of acres because there is a lot of talk that there is going to be acreage reductions going on. And that talk actually happened, Susan, prior to the a lot of the dry condition talk down there. And that was coming about because of the fact that the profitability on the corn side just wasn't there. And Conab, which would be kind of like our USDA was forecasting three to four, five to six percent, you know, soybean or less corn acres being planted. So we're going to have to watch very closely on what those acres and then, most importantly, what does the weather look like 
on on the yield side of that safrina corn, Susan. So then as you look at all of that, there's, Jeff, got to be some adjustments that are going to come our way. So when is the next opportunity that we might see that, not only for here in the States, but globally? Yeah, the next one's going to be, it's a big one. It's a big data dump, and that happens on January 12th, and that would be where we'd get a chance to see updated yields for the U.S. That's in our WASD report. We'd also get a quarterly stocks report. And the important number of that is going to be how does the feed demand, you know, has, has feed been good? We've had some good weather conditions and we've been feeding strong. That'll help show up in that quarterly stock number because we'll get a chance to see what the stocks are overall. And then uh, right in addition with that, we'll also get a chance to see whether USDA will make any adjustments on that South American crop. Uh, and, and I think they could. Uh, Conab has been lowering their numbers uh, on the soybean side first. So I think we could see some adjustments from that, Susan. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for being a part of this journey that we've been on with, with the channel Final Bell. And uh, real quick, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com or follow me on X, formerly Twitter, at JeffPeterson01. And, of course, to all of our listeners, thank you as well. We look forward to bringing you more episodes in the new year. That's the Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.